You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review. It's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Welcome back to the Bleak and Review podcast. I'm Kevin Anderson, and it feels like it's been 100 years since I've recorded. <laughs> In reality, it's only been about a week since episode 19 of the Quarantine Quickies dropped on the fateful Friday right before LA turned into what it is right now, which is essentially a fucking war zone. Uh, maybe your city is too. Who knows? I was supposed to have, there's supposed to be a Patreon episode this week. In theory, I had recorded one a few days before with Brian Cox, friend of the show. I'm sure he'll be on soon. You'll hear, you'll hear him on the podcast very soon. But when we recorded, it was almost as if, uh, it was almost as if something stirred in the cosmos and, and was kind of gently reminding us, hey, maybe maybe you don't need to put out a bleak and review this week because the audio got fucked up and lost. I lost an entire half of the episode. And then after uh, trying to figure out how to fix it for a while and then hitting up customer support for the place that I use to record podcasts over the internet for social distancing purposes, as I was troubleshooting with their customer support, I was sitting there realizing... You know, we could probably just call this one a loss. We don't need to do this because I don't need to. We don't. If there's one thing we don't need more of right now, it's two white guys throwing down about social justice. Even though you know, Brian and I, especially Brian, are are active and and progressive individuals trying to champion justice for all. And of course, Brian paid me fifty dollars to say that about him. Big lie. Big lie. But I just realized, yeah, we don't need to, we, it, this is, you know, we're in the middle of a time when it'd probably be better to just kind of sit back, relax, all cool, shoot some b-ball outside of the school, and let other people's voices be heard for a little bit. That being said, I did donate all of June's Bleak and Review Patreon funds to various uh, public bail funds in different states to get protesters out of jail. For essentially, you know, standing around peacefully. You know that thing guaranteed by the uh, Constitution? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's what's happening. I don't know how your city's been, but L.A. has been wild. I'm sure it's been crazy everywhere. I, I, I've been led to believe that, you know, there's protests in every state right now, of course. And in other countries, which is pretty surreal. Uh, I, I get when we like, we like to... St- stand in solidarity with other, you know, places that are having like tragedies. Like I remember when the Charlie Hebdo stuff went down. I can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I can't remember. But when, uh, you know, that happened in France, there was a lot of support for it, certainly in America and other places. But I don't remember anyone taking to the streets to protest for them. Maybe they did. I don't know. But uh, it seems like our shit's so fucked up that people are like 
literally check yourself before you wreck your country. Like you guys are not, <laughs> you're not doing well. I don't know how uh, glued into the day-to-day videos and and retweets on Twitter that uh, you guys are. I I'd say from Saturday till at least Monday, I couldn't tear myself away from it. I've been able to give myself a little distance from it now, just because uh, I don't know. It just seemed to it seems like it, to just constantly immerse yourself in negative news, like while it is important to see it and be aware of it and share it if you can to, to boost, you know, voices and boost stories, news stories, personal stories. If you just inundate yourself with that all day, you're going to kind of go crazy and you might have a mental collapse and, (laughs) and not be much used to the cause in the future because you've, uh, you've broken your brain with it. This isn't going to be a particularly funny episode of Bleak and Review, by the way. Uh, you could probably imagine the fact that I'm putting out an episode at all on this Friday uh, is strange to me. There's not going to be any guests. Um, I was pretty much resigned to not having an episode at all, at all this week for most of the week. And then I figure, well, I can just record some of my experiences, put them out there. I'm not going to promote it on social media or anything like that. But, you know, if it popped up in your feed and you're interested in hearing it, here it is. I have been to a uh, a few protests in the Los Angeles County area. I haven't gone to the big ones downtown or in Hollywood where where shit's really popping off. I mean, it's it's getting less savage than it was this past weekend where, you know, police were using that stuff that's banned by multiple countries because it's considered a a war crime to to tear gas people. Yeah, they're just throwing that at people. They're shooting the press with rubber bullets. They're smashing people with riot shields. I didn't go to any of that, mostly because that's a bit of a jog for me, for where I live, and I don't want to be stuck too far away from my home. Again, I can only speak to my experience in L.A., but we've had uh, citywide curfews into effect. They just they just stopped happening today on the day I'm recording this, which is Thursday, June 4th. But from Saturday until last night, We've had a wildly oscillating curfew, which started, I believe, at 8 p.m. Everybody got notified on their cell phones and in the press at like 7.15. So go fuck yourself, city. (laughs) They started there and then, you know, trying to trap people by closing down all the metro stations, going to the valley and whatnot. Very shady tactics all around, just trying to, uh, in a time when, we're supposed to be social distancing. It seemed like the uh, government was real hell-bent on trapping a bunch of people in certain blocks of (laughs) neighborhoods all huddled together. And that's my conspiracy. That's what I think all of it leads up to. Uh, So yeah, I haven't gone down to those. I've been going to ones. I want to represent my neighborhood. So I was in Studio City earlier this week at a very small but peaceful... And it grew... uh, rally down there. I would say when me and a friend of mine showed up, about six people were there. And we were originally just kind of, we heard there was a protest down there somewhere. We're like, well, we want to go do something locally. So let's just go drive around until we find it. And it was about six people. So we're like, yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll add to their numbers. And by the end of it, you know, there's about 40 people taking up a, a big chunk of this uh, busy intersection. And it was pretty cool. It was a lot of white people because Studio City is a pretty white place, I guess. A lot of white women specifically. Not that that's like, you know, 
should detract from it message wise is you know they weren't they weren't out there like posing for Instagram or anything they weren't they weren't super white women about it you know they weren't out there uh, with like a cool <laughs> with a cool backdrop where you could take Instagram photos you know how that happens at a, a public events or or pop-ups and stuff it's like hey get your picture taken with this art that a local artist did and it'll give your body wings it puts wings behind you oh could you imagine if somebody showed up <laughs> to a protest with that it's like get this is good this is a good way to make content we're gonna make some socially conscious content and we're gonna use it to promote our upcoming album yeah so it was small but it was mighty uh just mostly signs and people taking knees uh, a few interesting things happened at that at that protest. Uh, the first one being one guy with a "We Heart LAPD" sign showed up, which you know, cool. How counterculture, you fucking bootlicker. I <laughs> he was on the opposite side of the street from us, and he it wasn't just a sign; it was one of those long signs, like somebody from like you know some Liberty Mutual tax or or whatever realtors got an open house. And he was trying to do some sign spit and stuff. He wasn't particularly good at it. He wasn't like one of those pros that you see. He was just a uh, very medium talent at the sign sign flipping. He was kind of doing his thing, trying to try, and you could see him like trying to help people across the street to be like, "Look, look, I'm good. Like I'm this is I'm good for this cause, and you should because I'm nice. You should like the LAPD." And we didn't, you know, engage him at all because he's a, you know. One guy, what the fuck? He got no support. Like, who gives a shit? And B, it's like, hey, he's probably, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was there to try to agitate people. Not that I'm subscribing to the outside agitator's narrative, but he's probably there to like, hey, I'm going to go fuck with the people that care about black lives. Yeah, imagine imagine having the balls to do that. That's, I mean, not balls like it's a good thing. I guess just like headstrong, is that the word I'm thinking of? Or just like not give, not even be, not being not aware enough. <laughs> If, about anything, to hear a bunch of people begging for the people who are supposed to be working with us as a community to ensure our safety, aka the police, begging the police to stop killing minorities. And you go, yeah, but what about the murderers, though? <laughs> how come no one's talking about their rights and how hard it is to be a cop? I and, and and to go as far as to make a sign for it. It's like get the fuck out of here, you fucking bootlicking scum. If that's your idea of patriotism, you are a supplicant and you are weak and you're never going to change probably. He looked like a young guy, too. That's the weird thing. I get sketched out by uh young young people that aren't you know, intrinsically progressive or at least pr like want to be because like most young people and most people in general, like everybody driving by our protests both days, 90% of every car was just like honking and fists out the window in solidarity. And some of them had signs that were holding out the window too. It's like everybody who's like sane and, and has of the a baseline of empathy in their bodies is for this. And then to be like in your mid to late 20s and be like, I want the cops to be safe and I don't, they, are, they should be allowed to have all the power they want because it's a dangerous job. Yeah, are you out there, are you out there standing for oil rig workers too? 
What about uh, what about guys that lead whitewater river rafting tours? You you stand for them because their job is dangerous. No, do you just like the institution? <laughs> that's that's your shit. Fucking cowards. So yeah, that guy sucked. Uh, there was another guy who walked by, some old guy, and he was like, "Black licorice matters," and I I made fun of him to his face because you know. What, an, what a not clever piece of shit. But he, the way he looked, he was about to die in a few weeks anyway. He, he looked like, he was probably only like 70-something, but he looked like a weathered 70. Like a 70 that's been beaten down by its own internal conflict of, of my family and friends don't talk to me. I don't understand why. Probably because I'm a dickhead. Uh, no, that can't be it. And you just push that feeling down and then, you know, it, it makes your face get some lines. He just, you know, grumbled that as he walked by. And then... The weirdest one was a guy on a bike who kept rolling by. And there was a few people like this who they didn't seem like they were, they weren't against, well, this guy was, but some of these other ones, they were rolling by and they didn't participate, but they weren't heckling. They were kind of just lingering nearby, like at a distance. So they clearly didn't want to be seen as like part of the protest, but they kind of were eyeing it like they were waiting for something to go down. And that's shady. If you're out there protesting, keep an eye out for that because one of these guys had a big old knife on him. And, uh, you know, some of them looked like they could be, uh, you know, they looked a little Duck Dynasty-y, if that makes sense. This one guy really blew my mind. And I don't really know exactly what it is because he came up and he started yelling at us on his bike. And I should preface by saying he was a black guy and he was an older black guy, probably in his 50s. And he was yelling at us. And I first assumed he was just yelling because it was a bunch of white people, mostly, that were protesting. And once I kind of figured out what he was saying, he was saying, like, this stuff begets violence. Don't Why, why would you protest? You know there's going to be looting, which, you know, that narrative. Oof, let's not even get into that right now. And I was trying to talk to him, but he didn't really seem interested in having a conversation. He kind of just kept yelling over me. And I, at one point he said, life matters, instead of when we said, well, you don't think that black lives matter? You don't think this is a worthy cause to be out in the streets for? And he said, well, life matters, which is a abridged way of saying all lives matter, which is an abridged way of saying I'm probably racist. But he's also a black guy, so I was sitting there trying to hear him out and see what his thing was. And then he said, well, hold on, I got to film your ass. And I was like, no, you don't. And I just walked away from him because uh, I don't know why that would even be like, I wasn't doing anything interesting. I wasn't yelling. I was just kind of standing there and he had a GoPro on him and he wanted to try to film me and I wasn't interested in that. So as I walked away, I heard him yell at some of the other protesters and I heard him uh, name drop George Soros uh, in reference to this is clearly funded by George Soros. So like this is like 17 women and a bottle and like, and like a case of arrowhead water with some cardboard signs. Like I literally, I Kevin Anderson pulled this sign out of a CVS dumpster. I got this cardboard from a CVS dumpster 20 minutes ago and wrote on it in Sharpie. Like we don't have fun. I'm not pulling down a paycheck for this. And so then I, I kind of figured he was either trying to, he was either like an anti-Semitic, like conspiracy theorist weirdo if you don't know about the George Soros thing, there's actually a very good uh, unpopular opinion episode about it from a few years ago that I was on where I was basically just listening and learning. So I'm barely on that episode, but yeah, go find that and listen to it. Um, yeah. So I kind of was just like, Oh, you said George Soros. Sorry. The conversation's over. And people all kind of just stopped engaging with him. And 
he uh, he kept mugging us from a distance for a while and then disappeared. And then he showed up about four or five more times throughout the four hours I was at the protest and just kind of didn't engage us again, but would just kind of sit off in the distance and mug. And uh, I don't know. I thought that was very strange. Like, I couldn't really figure out what he was waiting for. And then I realized, well, I didn't realize, but I, I got stoned later that night and I had a a conspiracy theory pop up in my brain, which I don't, I would like to say that I don't actually believe what I'm about to say, but I was like, Oh, maybe. Cause this guy looked a little disheveled and stuff. Like maybe he could be an unemployed or homeless person who some, some, uh, white supremacist types paid to try to go start shit at a peaceful rally. Cause he was saying all the key words, you know, he tried to film for no reason, which is a thing that agitates people. He was trying to, uh, he was just saying wild shit about George Soros and it seemed, uh, possible that that could be it. I guarantee you that's not what happened, but you know, I got stoned and then all of a sudden I understood the secret truths of the universe. <laughs> Hi everybody. This is Kevin Anderson. Just blatantly interrupting this episode. To let you know that instead of a zany ad for some ill-advised business that doesn't actually exist this week, I'm going to just be asking you to donate what you can by checking out the link in this episode's description for more information on where you can donate to support Black Lives Matter and the protesters who have been arrested for demonstrating peacefully for this cause. So yeah, go ahead and check that out in the episode description. Thank you so much for donating what you can. And uh, I swear I'll try to be funny again very soon. Yeah, so that was interesting. That was very interesting. And then the biggest, the, the most angry person at that whole protest was a guy in uh, his car who drove by initially and screamed something real angry out the window. I couldn't actually hear it, but, you know, something to the tune of fuck you and, like, you're pieces of shit. Which is interesting because we weren't out there like, you know, punching children in the face or, uh, or you know, macing, macing elderly women or uh, macing literal three-year-olds or tear-gassing three-year-olds. That's what the cops are doing. We were just kind of standing around. I didn't know that that's all it took to be a huge piece of shit. But I guess I've been doing that like, you know, most hours of the day, you know, when I, every time I go on a walk, piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, he was real mad, and then he came back, like, maybe an hour later and tried to egg us, which, by the way, if you break down that timeline, that means he was so mad that not only did he scream and almost swerve into oncoming traffic, that he saw people holding signs that were asking him to care for his fellow humans, he was so mad that he either went home or went to a store to get eggs and come back. <laughs> like, this guy... He had so much going on in his life. I like because that's what a lot of people say. A lot of people that are like, especially on like Facebook and shit, you know, and your like your your cousin's cousin, friend or your weird aunts and uncles from the bayou or whatever. They always say like, "Oh, don't you have anything better to do than stand around with signs?" I'm like, this motherfucker had nothing better to do than go try to get eggs and come back to miss horribly multiple times by throwing them at protesters. And he, we, it was so great because he didn't even get, he didn't even hit the curb in front of the sidewalk where we were all standing. Like he, he was still hitting the gutter or the street, like just throwing them awkwardly out of his driver's side window and screaming. And again, almost smashing into other cars like multiple times. Like he had to like swerve and it was just such a ridiculous display of like 
childish hatred. Like, and like, yeah, sure. I used to egg stuff from a car. You know, I was 16 in high school and very angsty and didn't know where to direct it. Uh, I wasn't a full grown adult throwing them with malice from my heart. <laughs> I mean, maybe he wasn't a full grown adult. He, he looked exactly like whatever, like when you see, like when you think of like images from like those Charlottesville, Charlottesville or, um, those uh, don't quarantine us in our homes protests where it's all predominantly white trash. He's like the the eldest son in all of those photos. <laughs> He's kind of baby faced, douchebag hat on, real angry and whiny, pouty looking face, no beard whatsoever, just big fat baby cheeks. Yeah, he had a lot of hate in his heart. But like I said, the majority of people were very supportive to what was going on, and that was this experience with the uh, protest I went to today on the day I'm recording this, which is. Uh, that was a little more organized and a little more, uh, we've got speakers, we've got things to hand out, we've got music, and it was pretty big. It was in North Hollywood. That was fun. That was a good one. There wasn't anything crazy. No, I think I think somebody drove by and said, get a life, which is like, cool, dude. Again, like, get a life. What are you doing with your time that's more interesting and fulfilling than people who, whether, you know, it's, whether you believe it's effectual or not, are out there at least trying to make the world better. You're at what... You're going to go home and fucking rewatch Tiger King with your dumpy wife? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Get a life like me. Dribble Cheerios onto your belly while you watch TV and, and yell at your kids for, you know, for asking you about shit. Asking you questions about the protest that you don't want to answer. Fucking losers. So yeah, a few of the things. And this is just going to be kind of like a one-segment episode. It's going to be shorter because I don't have a guest and... Again, still not a very funny time to uh, to be alive. <laughs> so comedy podcasting is kind of tough to do right now. If people out there are still pulling it off, I mean, God bless. But I don't know if that's uh, that's not where my heart's at right now. I'm sure maybe by next week. I mean, things there is incremental change happening. So maybe by next week, I'll feel okay enough to to be sillier. We did manage to <laughs> reduce the LAPD's budget by five percent, which is uh, oh, fucking nothing. I think it was uh, like a hundred something thousand out of like a million dollar budget. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it's a um, incremental change. You know, our mayor listened to our ple- uh, pleas eventually. You know, it only took like four days of us emailing constantly and, and yelling on the streets and demanding that he fight. He still hasn't fired our racist ass police chief, though, who I don't know if you heard this, but the. Uh, the chief of police in uh, Los Angeles was quoted this week as saying, the protesters demonstrating right now are just as culpable in the death of George Floyd as the cops who killed him. I'm paraphrasing, but that's exactly the sentiment he had. He retracted it later. It's like, who the fuck cares if you retracted it because everyone told you it sucked and you realize that most people don't agree with you. Like, you can't. You can't say like, oh, you know what? Actually, I, I, I mean this. I, my heart means this now. <laughs> like, fuck you, man. You said what was in your heart and the world disagreed. And you can't just say, oh, I was taken out of context. That's not what I meant. Like, you can't just, you can't just like retract statements and expect people to go, oh, well, I guess then you're cool. Like, who's the football player? Drew Brees, I believe his name was, who, who, like, speaking of how tone deaf could you be? I'm sure most people are aware of what he said this week, but he, he was like, you know, it's the right, right thing to do right now in the midst of this uh, literal civil war between, like, 
class and race and everything where like a lot of tensions are high and people are like getting beaten in the streets. I'm going to go out in public and for the record state that anyone who dis- d- disparages my flag, I don't stand for it. It's like how fucking like, what are you doing? Like, even if uh, sure, that's what you believe. Like that's already a big enough problem that that's how you feel inside. And you, that's the priority for you. But like to be so fucking stupid that you think anyone is going to give a fuck. Like, all right, I'm sure that there were some people, you know, on Twitter or whatever going like, yeah, finally, someone who's talking my language, flags and shit. I love, I love objects. I like flags. I like property. I like targets, windows. Not so much a fan of people with different skin color than me, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, man, that cloth with those three different colors on it. Yeah. You fuck with that shit, man. I will fucking shoot you in the street. Like, I'm sure he got some of that feedback, but like, no, like overwhelmingly, everyone's just fuck you, dude. No, like I never want to. I don't. I never want to be like, oh, we should never listen to athletes or celebrities because they're not any different than us. Their opinion shouldn't be held in higher regards. Like, no, but they have a fucking platform where they can reach way more people than you or I can. So what they say is pretty important. I believe uh, Chris Pratt, noted noted Christian actor Chris Pratt, tweeted some shit last weekend. Where he he started it with, I just don't have the words to express how I'm feeling right now. And uh, went on to link to some fucking article about how we all need to heal. And it was probably some, you know, Christian shit. I didn't read the article. But my friend of mine retweeted it with, uh, how hard is it to say Black Lives Matter? Like, you can't just say that. You can't just say it. You have to say, I can't express. You had to have a fucking, you had to have your fucking lawyer draft up your heartfelt tweet for you so you don't offend too much of your fan base if you try to support a a group called black lives matter fuck you you coward i'm sure not that much thought went into it i'm sure he's just like you know super soft and doesn't want to have a hard stance on anything but it's just like you you could you could do better so yeah the things that we're trying to do uh, getting back to you know defunding lapd that's one of the things we were able to do a tiny bit of uh, our shitty our shitty mayor didn't add more money to the police's budget. That was good, I guess. Uh, it's still it's still happening. By the way, um, for some people who don't know when, and this is just something that came from a different conversation I was having earlier this week, because I think people should be having conversations with their friends and family members who might not be on Twitter all day, seeing what's happening on the front lines and stuff. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you can't like dismiss people right away. Like if they're hardcore Trump people, nothing you say is gonna change it. But if they just don't know because maybe they're not as plugged in to like boots on the ground shit as you might be, like that's not a negative thing about them. That's just because our media is so fucked up in this country and it's, it's, it needs to be uh, broken up. It, it can't, it needs to be, it needs to be dismantled in some way where it's not just, you know, the, the one narrative that the corporations want you to hear. Uh, defunding the police doesn't mean, I mean, for some people, maybe emotionally, it means get rid of all cops. We don't want cops anymore, period. Uh, defund the police is, hey, let's um, not spend 52% of our city's entire budget on a militarized police force. Let's maybe uh, put some of that money into programs that actually help the community, like healthcare and and wellness and mental health like resources instead of you know this fucking broed out like 
alpha bravo fucking psycho force that's terrorizing neighborhoods on a regular basis and and again gassing three-year-olds on occasion that's what defund the police means it's not an anarchist thing it's not an antifa thing you know it's not an antifa thing which isn't a thing by the way uh, i saw a great tweet about that antifa as much as as much of an organization as quote people who don't like dave matthews end quote <laughs> is an organization it's a philosophy it's a way to identify it's like saying i'm a gemini it's like oh okay well that means that you're into astrology and you see these things in the world and, and maybe you're a little bit like this personality-wise. Uh, Antifa is a way of identifying, oh, yeah, you don't like fascism. It's not some fucking guerrilla warfare, like, let's just go break everything because we hate fascism for us, even though some people would want you to believe that, uh, including people that don't want the status quo to change from what it is. You know, like our president, who's not going to win, by the way. I, I, I know I said that in 2016, <laughs> and I could be jinxing it again, but there's no way. There's no way. Like, it, ever, I, I can't. Ugh. If someone in your life still genuinely defends Trump and, like, loves Trump, let me know. Like, I want to know, like, how you even maintain a relationship with that person if you do or if you cut them out of your life. Just tweet at me. Let me know. Speaking of tweeting at me, um... I'm going to go in for the close here. I will try to leave on a positive note, which is, uh, and I don't know where I put the quote unquote ad in this episode. I don't know if I put it before or if it's coming up in a second, but please try to donate what you can to those funds um, and check out the links in the bio of this episode. Uh, if you, if you have, you know, even $5 or whatever, there's a lot of good ways you can help the black lives matter movement. And you know, I find it hard to believe that anybody who listens to my show is against Black Lives Matter because even though I'm not overtly political on the show all the time, I don't think you would find me funny if you didn't <laughs> if you didn't like Black Lives Matter. I think I think there's a very specific disconnect. I don't think I would I don't think I would appeal to you in general if you were this if you were against humanity like that. So I'm just going to assume that everybody listening is on my side. And if you're not, hey, stop listening. I don't want I don't need your num I don't need you as part of my <laughs> as part of my numbers. I don't need you for my stats. You know, if you could I mean keep downloading the show, I guess, because that'll give me some analytics, but don't listen to it. I wouldn't want you to actually listen to it. But yeah, so if you could check out the episode description or on my social media at KB Anderson Yo, I've linked to this one specific kind of hub for a lot of different places where you can find links to help out with causes in your specific city or close to your specific city in your state at the very least I'm sure and uh, just check that out see what you donate what you can I took acid the other night because I needed a break so also remember to not get overwhelmed by how crazy everything is and take some time for yourself uh, like I did when I was playing cards with my upstairs neighbor and he said, oh, I have, you want to split a tab of acid? And that was a good way I got out of my head for about six hours uh, that night and woke up feeling real like I missed everything for sure. You know, there's a little bit of uh, LSD, F-O-M-O, listofomo, listofomo, fear of missing out while on LSD. But, you know, you got to take that time for yourself because you're no good to anybody if your brain is fried and you're depressed all the time, is what I think. And I love you all very much, and I appreciate you, and I believe that you guys are going to, you know, you're indicative of uh, 
of why the world is mostly good. It's just a lot of bad people have a lot of power and it's hard to, you know, get them out of that. But we're gonna, we're gonna do it. And yeah, I think that's it for me this week. So, you know, again, I'm gonna say thanks to everybody on Patreon. Uh, thank you for it. You technically did donate because I, like I said, I put all that money into those uh, those groups, all the Patreon money for June. But if you can, uh, if you want me to keep doing that, which I'm gonna plan on doing it as long as this is a thing and, you know, as long as I have, uh, as long as I have a comfortable enough amount of money in my bank account that I don't desperately need it to survive, I'm probably going to keep donating that shit. Uh, go on over to patreon.com slash review and consider signing up for five bucks a month and get extra episodes except for this week because I didn't do one this week. <laughs> uh, I will probably have a Patreon episode up next week though, so stick around for that and be good to each other. And that's all I have to say. I'll see you next week, everybody.